Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Our topic today is the rebirth of the housing market. You know, in past recessions, housing has been a catalyst to lead the country to improve job growth, improve consumer spending, and economic recovery. Well, today we'll get the real story on housing values, new home starts, and how the market is affecting land sales and commercial real estate values. Please welcome Jed Smith, PhD, Quantitative Research, National Association of Realtors. Jed, welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thank you, Michael. It's nice to be here with you today. Well, thank you, sir, for calling in from D.C. today. And uh, let's start with a look at existing home sales. What type of pricing and and volume are you seeing right now, and how does that compare to uh, recent times? Well, both price and volume are up, uh, particularly uh, year over year. And let's take a look at them one at a time. First of all, prices. Uh, Relative to this time uh, last year, uh, prices are up approximately 15% nationally. Now, all real estate's local, so it'll vary from place to place and region to region. But overall, um, we've got, as of August of this year, the most recent data, we had a median price of $212,000 for the average, uh, for the median priced house. And uh, compared to 2011, which was 166000 and 2012, which was 176000 uh, you can see the uh, uh, medium price is up. Wow, that's, uh, that's significant, isn't it, Jed? I mean, is that unprecedented? Well, it's significant. Remember, you got to remember we're coming out of a, a major recession, mm-hmm. and so we're doing a little bit of catch-up. And uh, don't think these price increases are going to continue for uh, much longer. They're going to get back to, like, more in the 3 to 5% range instead of the 15% range. Uh, but, yes, we're in good shape on prices although they're going to start to level off. Okay. Now, uh, in terms of volume, uh, as of August of this year, most recent available data, uh, we were running at a 5.5 million sales uh, per year rate. Now, putting this into perspective, in 2012, we were uh, running at a 4.7 million sales per year rate, so we're up about 13%. Now, again, uh, things are going to level off, and for the year as a whole, we're probably going to do somewhere in the neighborhood of 5.2 million sales averaged out over the year. But the point is, sales are up, uh, prices are up. Uh, we've had some real good gains. Probably not going to continue to gain at that rate. We're not out of control, but we do have a recovering market or a market that's pretty near recovery in many areas. So uh, that's good news. Uh, that's very good news. And what about? price ranges of homes. What do you see for homes, say, under 100000 and what do you see on the on the higher end? Well, the under 100000 market, which is about 16% of the market, actually had a uh, little bit of a price decline and a little bit of a sales decline uh, in the country as a whole, particularly in terms of sales. Sales were down about 15% compared to a year ago. However, for everything else, and you got to remember that the bulk of the homes, about 43% of them, are in the 100,000 to 250,000 range. For those, those had a uh, sales increase of about uh, 9%, and overall, uh, as I said, we've uh, had a sales increase of 13%. So we've got the uh, upper level of the market, the upper end of the market, is uh, is increasing uh, pretty well, and uh, right there at the bottom of the market things are a little slow 
probably because there's less of it and because of values being what they are, people are trading up. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And, you know, as you said, the market is, depends on the neighborhood and the market and the submarket that you're in. But, but overall, how are inventory levels right now? Uh, we hear some stories where it's, uh, uh, prices are getting bidding up, that, that there's a shortage of homes. Uh, what do you see? Well, inventory levels are actually down. We find the best way to talk about this is in terms of month supply. And looking back in, say, 2010, we had about a nine-month supply. And before that, we actually had a little higher supply, closer to 11 and 12 months in some markets. Right now, uh, we've got about a five-month supply out there. Now, what that means is things are tight when you get to a five-month supply. That doesn't mean that you can't find a house. There's plenty of houses out there when there's a five-month supply, but they're not as many as there were before, and that's tending to uh, cause prices to go up a bit and uh, tending to make sales happen a lot faster than they did about a year ago. Right. We're talking with Jed Smith with the uh, National Association of Realtors uh, about the, uh, the housing market. And, Jed, what about interest rates? Uh, how, how are interest rates affecting the market? Well, interest rates are uh, down slightly right now relative to where they were earlier this year. Uh, they're now at about 4.22% on a 30-year mortgage. They were in the neighborhood of 45 and higher. Uh, interest rates are going to go up, however, in the foreseeable future. But the big issue here is that when interest rates are in these ranges, 4 to 5%, that's not the controlling issue. Uh, at 4% or 5%, people can buy lots of houses. They always have uh, 6% interest rates traditionally have been more the nature of the game. So interest rates are still uh, quite good. They're not as good as they were. Uh, but um, for most buyers, interest rates will not be the controlling factor. Okay. So there's not an affordability issue as uh, rates increase that uh, affects the market uh, materially? Well, there's always an affordability issue for somebody, but by and large, the main issue right now in getting a mortgage is not the interest rate. The main issue is uh, mortgage availability. Uh, banks are loosening up on uh, making mortgages, but they've been quite tight, and they're still a lot tighter than they would be in a normal market. I'm not talking about one of these go-go markets of a few years ago, but they're still quite tight relative to just a normal market uh, relative to what they've traditionally been. So uh, the thing that's affecting buyers right now, really, are the underwriting standards and the risk aversion of the banks. As far as the interest rate goes, affordability is still quite good. What do you see there for underwriting the trends? Are, are banks relaxing their underwriting, or are they getting tougher? You know, what do you see? Well, they are relaxing. And that's good, but the uh, requirements are still a little tight. And what we're telling people is that um, if you get turned down at one bank, that's not necessarily a uh, black mark on your uh, record. A lot of banks are turning people down simply because they had problems during the previous recession. They felt they were overly leveraged, whatever, and they're just not making loans. or They're making almost no loans. So uh, if you get turned down one place, there's plenty more places to look. And don't forget to look at uh, credit unions and uh, other places. A realtor can tell you 
possibly where some of the better places to apply would be if you've gotten turned down at other places. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, Dad, what do you see for the market moving forward? What do you expect for supply and uh, sales volume and pricing? Uh, what's your crystal ball analysis for us, if you will? Well, we're telling people that uh, looking out to the future, uh, we think uh, prices uh, in the next year might go up someplace in the neighborhood of 3 to 5%, and sales will go up probably in the neighborhood of uh, 3 to 5% give or take, depending upon the market. Um, it's, a, it's a market that's recovered. Uh, don't expect to see a lot of uh, this uh, go-go type of bidding up that we saw during the just before the Great Recession and that contributed to it. Uh, we think it's going to be a relatively conservative market. But when people are out looking for a house, it's always nice to talk about price and uh, interest rates and all those things, but what they really need to focus on with a realtor is what type of house do they want, uh, what will meet the needs of their family, and then work with someone to uh, try to find that type of house because it's going to be a 30-year purchase, although they may only live in it for eight or nine years and then uh, move on to another one, but even for eight or nine years, it's a major purchase. So uh, yes, interest rates are important, prices are important, sales are important. But the most important thing is defining what's needed and uh, getting the right type of house that uh, a family can grow in, and that's where a realtor can help. Jed, what is the most important thing that could affect the housing market moving forward? Right now, it's all this uncertainty about budgets, uh, taxes, and uh, how much is going to be spent. It's having a negative impact on consumer confidence. Once we get these issues resolved, we can start to see more jobs created, and people can start getting, getting houses again. Amen. buying houses at an even greater rate. Amen. So that's the major issue. Let's hope they get it together. Jed Smith, thanks for joining us today. Okay, thank you. Stay tuned for more on the rebirth of the housing market. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate-related subjects, check out our on-demand show podcast. For example, in a recent show, we featured the Fed's view on commercial real estate. There are lots of interesting shows to choose from. Grab a smartphone, tablet, or computer and visit iTunes or the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today, our topic is a rebirth of the housing market. Now we're going to get a perspective on the market from Metro Study. Please welcome my guest, Brad Hunter, Chief Economist with Metro Study. Brad, welcome back to the show. Good morning, Michael. It's good, good to be back on. Well, thanks for uh, joining us. And let's talk about new home sales uh, volume. What do you see for sales volume, and how does it compare to recent years? Well, a lot of the home builders actually reported a little bit of a dip in August and September in terms of new home orders. And there are some builders around the country that are offering concessions, and some of them actually lowering prices a little bit. So we had a little bit of softness, but we think that the market is turning back up again now, and we think that it's going to be strong through the winter and and on into the spring and and forward from there. 
one of the things that we see as driving household uh, housing starts higher is household formations. That is the number of people that are striking out on their own. A lot of uh, people had, of course, doubled up, and you heard all the stories about the 30-year-olds still living with mom and dad or moving back in with mom and dad during the downturn. A lot of those folks are moving back out, getting their own place. Sometimes it's an apartment, but the household formation rate is shooting back up rapidly, and that is going to drive housing demand higher, and our data confirms that. Okay. And what about supply of new homes, Brad? We hear stories of low supply in some markets. What's the real story? Well, there's two kinds of supply shortages. There's the supply of homes, which is very tight, uh, new, newly built homes, and the supply of lots for home building. Mm-hmm. And especially in what we call the A and B submarkets in markets all around the country where you might have a one to one and a half month supply of new homes and as low as a 10 or 15 month supply of vacant developed lots, which is very, very tight. Builders are complaining about having difficulty finding lots now, although we used to have lot overhang. And we're tracking this on a very quantitative basis. As you know, we drive all the streets and all the subdivisions in 80 markets around the country every quarter. So we're visiting tens of thousands of lots every quarter, and ten, or tens of thousands of subdivisions every quarter, millions of lots, and uh, using that to calculate our our supply statistics. And it is showing it's very tight in those popular areas. So in those A markets of new home, you said there's a one-month supply? Yeah, and normally a uh, sort of normal level of month of supply of newly built homes would be between one and a half and two and a half months of supply, depending on the market. You know, Atlanta runs higher than Houston. But uh, yeah, at one to one and a half, that's an extremely low level. And that's part of the reason that builders have been able to push up their prices so much in, in the last year and a half. And how much have they increased prices? Uh, what do you see? Well, you know, you look at Case Schiller and home prices have gone up around 12% at an annual rate. But if you look at uh, new home prices, in some places they've gone up even faster. We have submarkets that we track where builders have raised prices by 20% or so in the last 12 months. And, you know, a lot of these builders have gotten great prices on their lots, which I assume could uh, make these homes more affordable. You know, what happens when they actually have to pay to develop these lots and are not getting these lots so cheap? Well, that's happening. We're actually getting back to peak lot prices again uh, in a lot of those popular sub-markets. Even in markets that didn't have a boom and subsequent crash like Dallas, Houston, we're literally at peak levels again for lot prices. And that's forcing the builders to say, well, that means I got to charge more for my house. So that's partly why the home prices have been going up so fast. But I do think that we're going to see a slowdown in the rate of home price increase. And that's going to start to impinge on what builders can charge for homes and, and what kind of prices they can pay for their lots. Uh, so you know that we, we do expect the 12% rates of increase to drop to 5%, and then ultimately to 3 or 4%. And, and on you're talking about on the prices of the lots? No, uh, the prices of homes. But okay. that's going to uh, uh, you know have an influence on what builders can pay for lots going forward. Now, of course, the public home building companies, they have to build. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's no option to say, yeah, you know, lots are too expensive. We're just going to give it a rest for a year. <laughs> so they are really driving the lot prices higher. 
and the private builders are having a very tough time competing. Well, that's why a lot of the private builders are going public, right? Um, or that's why some of the privates are being bought out by the publics. They, you know, they can't compete, but they might have good lot positions. That makes the public companies look at them uh, with uh, with a bit of uh, envy or uh, uh, you know just a desire to get a hold of those lot positions. So that's, that's starting to happen more and more as a result. Okay, and we're talking with Brad Hunter with Metro Study. And Brad, what are some examples of some of these lot prices that some folks have, are having to pay, the builders are having to pay right now? How big of increases are you seeing at the moment? We're seeing very large increases. If you looked at uh, just about any metro market in the country, you could see this happening. Here's an example in Phoenix. If you went back a few years, you know, an A-quality lot might have been, you know, $1,200, $1,300 a front foot. Then last year, in an A submarket like Gilbert and Chandler, you started to see prices hit $1,600 a front foot, which was extremely high. And now you just can't even find lots in, in that submarket. So then you have to go to a, a lesser area, more of a B submarket. And, and, you know, in Peoria, for example, you're back up to those prices again. You're at $1,600 a front foot. And, uh, that's a that's a peak level once again, especially for a, a B submarket like that. And then you look at markets like Dallas, where if you're in a A submarket like Frisco, you're at $1,900 a front foot. Uh, and you know, go to a, a, a B submarket like Rockwall, and it's only $900 a front foot. So there's still this huge gap between the A and the B submarkets. And I think in another year, year and a half, we're going to start to see this happening in the C submarkets. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, Brad, what are your predictions for 2014 moving forward? Home volume continues up. Um, we're going to see next year 1.1 to 1.2 million total housing starts, up about 23%. Uh, we will see a, a slowdown in the rate of uh, home price increase, as I said, and, you know, on the new home prices. You know, remember, though, in new home communities, the escalations within a community can be higher than these average numbers because as you develop the community and you add infrastructure and recreational amenities get open and more more of the community fills in and it starts to feel like a place, then uh, you can you can escalate prices there. But um, you know, the key is going to be for builders to really watch uh, watch the market to determine what they can pay for lots. Brad, what could cause a major headwind in the market? I think the main thing to watch is mortgage rates. I don't think mortgage rates are going to go anywhere in particular in the next 12 months. But at some point, Janet Yellen aside, we're going to see mortgage rates go higher. And at that point, that's going to slow down the rate of home price increase. I don't think it's going to negatively affect volume, but I think it's going to slow down the rate of home price increase. Okay. Well, Brad Hunter, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. For more information from Brad Hunter and Metro Study, visit metrostudy.com. Stay tuned for more on the rebirth of the housing market. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by France Media. France Media provides exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com or call 404-832-8262. 
Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We have some great shows coming up for you, including separate shows with market updates and projections for the office, retail, and industrial real estate markets. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Sign up for a once-a-week email announcing the show topic at commercialrealestateshow.com. Our topic today is Rebirth of the Housing Market. Please welcome Steve Palm, President, Smart Numbers. Steve, welcome to Studio One. Well, thank you, Mike. I'm always glad to be here and visit and share some of my advice. Well, thank you. And please welcome Sebastian Draypock, Executive Director, Draypock USA. Sebastian, welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for having me. Well, gentlemen, uh, the big story in real estate these days seems to be the huge increase for demand in land. You know, Steve, what do you see for lot supply and demand in the markets that uh, you track? Well, we're primarily in the southeast Mm -hmm. and central locations let's say in atlanta or charlotte or orlando the closer into the core city lots have been gobbled up and we're building again however in the outlying areas especially in a market like atlanta it's a very high lot supply we have some areas that are still centuries of lot supply but in the inner city let's say not inner city but for charlotte orlando atlanta We are out of lots, and now we're buying land. About two years ago, we started having feasibility come in where we were analyzing tracts of land because we were out of the good lots and the good locations. And what happened there was the good resale values were coming back strong. People needed the new construction, created the demand, and therefore we had new construction, bought the lots, built on the lots. Now we're out of the lots, and now we're going after the land. It's it's been a crazy market. I think in our shop, you know, we do all types of property types, and land has been the big story with a big increase in demand and and values for uh, residential land and commercial land. And and Sebastian, you have a global perspective uh, on the U.S. housing and land market uh, coming from Australia. What do you see for the trends in uh, USA right now? Look, we believe that the U.S. market post-recession is very similar to our market uh, was in the early 1990s when we had our recession. Three things happened back then. Uh, the first thing is that land development as an industry broke down. So we stopped producing residential lots. They just weren't viable to develop. The second thing is that land values generally just returned back to agricultural values. And the third thing was that there was no price differentiation between sub-markets. And that's... There's a lot of similarities with the US today. Sure is. And and Australia back then. And since then, our land and housing market has boomed. It hasn't slowed down. So if you look at Melbourne, for example, where I'm from, it's the fourth most unaffordable city in the world to buy a house. Sydney, which is just north of us, is the third most unaffordable market in the world to buy a home. So we've seen that firsthand. And what we've tried to do is we've, we've watched the market recalibrate and we've tried to intellectualize why it happened and what's gonna happen next in the US. So look, I think it's already started in the US and I don't see why it's gonna, why it's gonna stop this recalibration and, and this recovery. So how much is a uh, home in Sydney right now? Mid 500s. Yeah, and the same home here is what? 150? 170, 180. Right, right, it's interesting. Our affordability ratios are some of the, the highest in the, in, the, in the world. Yeah, Steve, let's talk about prices. Um, what do you see for current new home and, and lot prices right now? It's going to sound redundant, but again, in the close-in, good areas, good school districts, lot prices have pretty much almost popped back to where they were, you know, pre-crash. However, very rarely, lot prices, I'm still seeing lots transact 30 miles away from our core cities for one, two, three thousand dollars. However, 
resale prices have just rebounded at a historic fast pace and that bodes well for the new home prices because new has what's called construction costs lumber concrete and those prices have been edging up so what happened with resale prices rebounding at a great rate almost up like let's say 70 percent from the beginning of this year to right now believe it or not it's gone from like 158 to 240 in just nine months and and that's what we see and now what's happening now as these prices have escalated they're now bleeding over into the collar counties again we just follow the southeast but they're all following the same trend close in good areas have really done very well and i'm going to use atlanta as an example we covered 26 counties and five counties this year have accounted for 74.6 percent of all new construction but what's happening again those lots are getting absorbed and we're seeing the bleed over into the uh, collar counties in charlotte savannah orlando tampa atlanta and i only see this to continue for at least the next four or five quarters you know that's amazing and when you see those sort of price changes that fast and you also see some of these areas that like you said there's still a lot of supply so there's a lot of opportunity out there we're going to talk about some of the opportunities out there and uh, what we're seeing in the marketplace so stay tuned we'll have more on the rebirth of the housing market i'm michael bull and this is the commercial real estate show we'll be right back The Commercial Real Estate Show has advertising opportunities for your business. If your company is in a business related to commercial real estate, there is no better advertising bang for your buck than the Commercial Real Estate Show. For information on advertising opportunities, visit CommercialRealEstateShow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit BullRealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. You're invited to check out Commercial Real Estate Show TV. That's right. I said TV. Visit YouTube and search for the channel Commercial Real Estate Show. Our topic today is the rebirth of the housing market. We're talking with Steve Palm with Smart Numbers and Sebastian Draypock with Draypock USA. And Sebastian, you've, you've come from Australia. You've been over here buying land. When did you first buy your first lots and land? And, and what have you seen for price changes from when you first started buying to today? Sure. We first came over in 2009 mm-hmm. and spent the f- it took us two years before we bought anything. So it was a process of elimination to find out which markets fit our model. Mm-hmm. So I guess the best analogy is imagine getting on a bus from Seattle and going all the way to Miami and stopping at every major city along the way. That's essentially what we did. So we basically scoured half of the US. You know, back then, two years ago when we, when we bought our first asset, it was usually just us in the room and one other buyer, another crazy investor. No. <laughs> No one knew why we were buying or who we were, what we were doing. And what I've noticed in the last 12 months, that's, that's changed dramatically. So the buy pool has increased significantly. Uh, builders are back in the game, uh, national builders, local builders, uh, and there's a lot of investors. So the competition's increased since we first came. The first two deals we bought were, uh, one was in uh, upper middle class Detroit, a suburban uh, Detroit location, some finished lots. And the uh, other site we bought around the same time was a, uh, a finished lot deal with some raw land entitled for residential lots in Gwinnett County uh, in Atlanta, of the first two deals that we did. So what kind of price changes are you seeing from those first deals to today? 
in terms of lot prices in ABC locations, I'm seeing you know growth between 50 and 150 percent. Wow! So massive growth in C and D locations, not as much, but they're catching up dramatically. And what do you see in the numbers out there that cause you want to continue to buy land right now? Look, with 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 raw land. Uh, what's happening is the prices haven't jumped yet. So you can still buy raw land at, at basically agricultural values or just a slight premium on top of that. And the reason is because the land's not viable to develop as yet. That's why we can still buy land. The same price we're buying land for today, we're buying for 12 months ago and 24 months ago. And rightly so, because you know, when that land becomes viable and when the industry returns, you know, it's just a matter of time. It's, it's when, it's not if, it's when, but who knows when. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the numbers out there suggest to you that, that it's going to continue to improve. And, and how do you analyze those numbers? I think the first point is the market's very complex, Michael, mm-hmm. like very complex. People, I don't think people really understand how complex the, the U.S. housing market is today. There's a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. uh, and we're in uncharted territory. What we've noticed is that the, the data is, has been misinterpreted by a lot of people. I mean, who would have thought in the last 12 months, Atlanta would have had its largest home price increase in history. Mm-hmm. Not, during, not during subprime, in history, the largest home price increase. We've seen markets go from 30 years of supply to 12 months of supply in the space of three years. No one predicted that. So, you know, the issue is the data has been misinterpreted. So I guess, you know, taking a macro point of view, you know, our, our approach is expect the unexpected moving forward. Yeah, it's a crazy market. And Steve, what do you think about the numbers? What are they suggesting to you about velocity and pricing moving forward? As these uh, resale prices have jumped up, of course, we're going to have more demand for new. But at the same time, and and we look out maybe four quarters, I'm looking towards maybe the midterms. I expect these prices to continue to increase the next four quarters. I expect more construction for new homes for the next four quarters. Not dramatic increases. I'm going to say the high growth markets using, let's say, Phoenix, uh, Vegas, Atlanta as an example. We could be up 20% next year over this year. But let's say uh, the smaller markets where there's not as much demand and they have not taken the hit as these high growth markets did in the past, maybe 10%. Okay. And Sebastian, which markets around the U.S. are you bullish on right now? We're interested in markets that haven't recovered yet and they're coming off a low base mm-hmm. or haven't recalibrated yet. Um, you know, we're not looking at Southern California, for example, or Phoenix because the, you know, the ship sailed a long time ago. So we like coastal markets, uh, markets that have enduring demand. And what that means, Michael, is you know, they've been building homes there for 50 years and we believe they'll continue to build homes moving forward. So you're looking at both undeveloped lots and developed lots when you can find them? Correct. I mean, the developed lot stories basically over it's very hard to find any developed lots to buy and if you are you're you're buying from someone who's bought over the last two to three years and they're looking for a big premium Um, so we find the opportunity at the moment is to buy raw entitled residential land and i suppose you've you've received a lot of interest from banks to, to to buy their lots in the past what do you see for inventory now are the banks still do they still have some inventory or is it pretty much depleted um i think there's still a bit to come i mean who who knows how much there is to come uh, I'm noticing that the, the bank deals are drying up though. Mm-hmm. They're, they're few and far between. Uh, and there's a, n- there's a new wave of seller, which are these big institutions that bought 
you know, large pools of debt. Mm-hmm. They're the new wave of sellers in the market at the moment. Yeah, that's a good point. Steve, what do you see? There's, is there more distressed land out there coming? Uh, you know, we coined that ring of death back in about 08 and 09, and there's a lot. We have 120,000 lots in Atlanta alone that are available. And then those, you're talking about the ring of death, you're talking about the area that's kind of too far from, from yeah, downtown. Yeah, something that was like uh, a little bit too opportunistic back in 07, 06, when prices were just going up 12, 13, 14, 15, 17% on lots. Now, has the ring of death, has that moved out any, or is it still the same distance it's, it's from the It's stayed town? there. It's just, it's more like a skinny donut now than a big <laughs> fat donut, but uh, it, it, it still exists, and we're not, uh, and it ha- occurs in every one of our markets. It, you might have some zombie subdivisions, subdivisions that may never come back. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, we thought that as well on some of these subdivisions that have come back pretty quick. So it, It's a crazy market. We'll have more on the market for you on the rebirth of housing. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry? The Commercial Real Estate Show is an excellent way to reach your target audience. For advertising options, visit commercialrealestateshow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. You're invited to connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, and Twitter. You can find them all at the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're talking about the housing market. We have Steve Palm with Smart Numbers here and Sebastian Draypock with Draypock USA. And, Steve, what are some issues that could cause some headwinds in the housing market? Yeah, that's a very good question. I'm going to use Atlanta again as my example. And at Atlanta's peak, they were building 54,000, 57 new construction a year. And now we might do 14,000 this year. We did 9,000 last year. If we even wanted to do 20,000 homes next year, we need more labor. And it's just not there. And then number two, we have had just a huge increase in commodity costs. And hopefully oil can stay relatively low. But if we saw oil pop up, let's say, to you know, 120 bucks a barrel, that could really add another damper to a lot of our commodity costs. Number three, if a lot of these funds start unloading their rental units, again, there's just a huge amount of homes that are being rented right now. They've gone up a lot in price. If the investors want a big return quickly, they may have pressure on these investment capital firms to start selling off their assets quickly. Okay. And it seems like there's a lot of pent-up demand that that people have been cautious about making decisions with what's going on with the government and and, and jobs. What do you think about future demand, Sebastian, for lots and new homes? Okay. I mean, to start, I think that the data is quite compelling. The story is compelling that demand's increasing, supply's shrinking, there's upward pressure on prices. No one's arguing that. But the question is, what, what happens next? What's going to happen moving forward? And we've been saying since you know 2011, early 2012, that we think that America is going to have its biggest land shortage in history. Mm-hmm. In history, it's we're in uncharted territory today. Um, I mean, look at the facts. You know, the U.S. has been producing one and a half million homes, <clears throat> excuse me, per year for the last 50 years. This is if you look at 1970 when the population was 30 percent less, mm-hmm. they still produced one and a half million homes. 
you know, when you look at the numbers during the boom, they built two and a half million too many homes. And during the bust, we built four and a half too few homes. So there's that pent up demand and you've got demographics, population, household formation, all supporting this, you know, what we call a recalibration back to normality, a boom back to normality. So we think it's gonna go back to long-term historic averages, which would be one and a half mil in terms of housing starts. And like any overcorrection, it always overcorrects and it always undercorrects. So I think uh, it's gonna be a very interesting, you know, 12, 24 months. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a crazy market with value increases and, and rate increases, even in the commercial world. Well, guys, you have a closing uh, tip for us, Steve? No, I, uh, I like condos. Uh, I'm a baby boomer. Uh, I'm getting up there in age, and I, I can see a lot of movement from my age group going into close-in condos, less stairs. And number two, builders, I've started to see them chase stuff again. We made a lot of mistakes back in 05 and 06 chasing those high inflated lots. Don't make a bad decision. Make no decision if it's not there and you'll be fine because there's going to be a lot of deals coming. Just wait for the right one. Sebastian, quick tip for us. My tip is just to expect the unexpected. Yeah, so because we don't know. Uh, Like you said, it's uncharted territory, right? Correct. You know, and I think when people feel a little more comfortable making decisions with expanding their businesses and uh, buying homes and, and not renting anymore, we could see some big demand, especially with interest rates as low as they are. I mean, you know, even if, if rates slightly increase a little bit, they're still just historically low. Well, gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. We sure appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Always enjoy it. Well, be sure to join us next week. We'll explore the U.S. office market. You know, the way companies use office space has changed a lot in recent years. So we'll look at the latest corporate office strategies and how slow employment growth is affecting the office market and what we should expect moving forward. Well, thanks for joining us today. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Joe. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by your friends at Bull Realty, France Media, Atlanta Office Liquidators, and Wiseman, Noack, Curry, and Wilco. For more information about these companies or to access additional show podcasts, videos, or blogs, visit commercialrealestateshow.com.